0: Oh, sorry. I forgot I turned off the mic when I fixed it. Let's let's go through the details of Pete Thammel's report this morning and then fill in the blanks. Welcome to The Plank Show, Hour 2. Reggie Willett's coming up in Hour 3. We'll talk some Sooner Baseball. Uh, if you missed last night's softball preview on Sooner Sports TV, ESPN Plus, or... Uh, it was right here on The Ref. I was listening, our, our local affiliate, 1400. I was listening to Porto on my drive home. He's so good. Um, but if you missed the softball preview show, Jen Rocha, Alex Straco, Kinsey Hansen. By the way, I'll just say this right now. Kinsey Hansen, when she's done with softball, is going to be an analyst. She is so good on TV. She is so good. In fact... I, I think we need to start having the conversation now, Kelly Collier. Whenever Kinsey Hansen's career is over, she's going to be somebody that we'll have in our rotation. She's really, really good. She was really good last night. Um, though I also think she's going to play pro softball for a long time too. Uh, and then JT Gasso sat down. We talked family. Sid Sanders joined us. And so did Haley Lee. And I thought Haley Lee was awesome. Haley Lee had kind of like a a wrestler – she like cut a promo near the end, cause I said, "Hey, um, Haley, what kind of player is Oklahoma getting?" And bro, she like turned and pointed at the mic. All right, she she kind of turned and looked at the camera. She goes, "You're gonna get a grinder. You're gonna get someone that works hard. Jump on board with me." And I'm like, "Oh, oh let's go." I don't think no yo roll. I don't. Yeah. Shut your mouth, Texas. She had a little Travis Kelsey in her. Um, big weekend for OU men's and women's basketball. We'll preview. Uh, I'm on the call tomorrow at two o'clock for the women's TV broadcast, and Toby will be on the road for the late night game against West Virginia in Morgantown. And I think what I, we're going to have the signing day for uh, signing day ceremony for Taylor Heim coming up a little bit later on today, and we're all left lane hammer down towards the spring. But a big spo- big story, or spory, a big story has emerged this morning. And that is a report that even though as as recently as, what'd you say, Josh, December, you started to see a lot of reports about a 24 exit for Oklahoma and Texas, but talks stalled, according to Pete Thamel this morning. And here is the details from his article on ESPN.com. Well, yep.
1: You know, it's probably worth mentioning this this morning, too, Go which we haven't. They had their big Big 12 meeting yesterday, and Oklahoma and Texas was on the docket of said meeting. That's so correct. there was, quote-unquote, potential for movement yesterday, and basically the movement we found out, there was no movement. So here's what Pete Thamel has
0: reported this morning. After weeks of negotiations – The Sooners and Longhorns are still slated to join the SEC in 25. The parties couldn't come to terms amid a complex negotiation involving OU Texas, ESPN Fox, and the Big 12. Sources said the sides couldn't agree on how to create equitable value for what Fox would lose in 2024. The equivalent of seven football games featuring Oklahoma and Texas that command premium advertising. The negotiations heated up over the past few days with the Big 12 meetings late this week doubling as an unofficial deadline to get a deal done. All right, so real quick, pause. Let's jump in here. That sounds to me like... OU, Texas, and maybe even the Big 12 and ESPN... We're all good. Felt pretty good. Now, again, I'm assuming a lot of things, but Fox is like, listen, that's seven games
1: between two schools. And probably one game that they're most concerned with.
0: Which is the two teams playing each other. OU, Texas. That you would lose out on in 24. So... Is
1: that an option? Is there any way that ESPN says, hey, we'll toss this game to you in 24. I I wonder if it was. But then I, I, also, I also think,
0: am I wrong, guys? I think there would be a premium on having the first ever OU Texas game in the SEC.
1: Oh, no doubt.
0: Now, I don't think you just want to punt that to a partner that has no vested interest in the SEC. But I see what you're saying. So, in other words... And ESPN is... Going to be patient on the deal. What's one more year, right? And so when we say those seven games, Josh, I would assume that uh, OU Texas then is on uh, Fox, or at least would be up for selection for Fox in twenty five, and then there were three games for each that they would look at, and I would imagine in that in that instance, neither Oklahoma nor Texas could easily say. Yeah, we'll pick up X, Y, and Z schools for for home and homes in 26, 27. You know, just the way schedules are made, that's got to be close to impossible. All right, so do we all feel pretty good about where we are understanding through that
1: part of it? Wouldn't that be the weirdest thing ever if Oklahoma and Texas were out of the Big 12 Conference? They're playing their first year in the SEC. You've got an existing broadcasting deal with ESPN – And all of a sudden, the OU Texas game is on Fox. Has something like that ever happened? I don't
0: think it has. I don't think it has. But it would be interesting.
1: And and that would be – that could be a possibility here. Now, I don't think that that winds up happening. I think that's a a pretty, you know, out-of-left-field, zany possibility. But hypothetically, you could probably work that agreement out. Um,
0: Yeah, agreed. Okay, so let's get back to the article. Four oh five, right? So it sounds like Fox thinks the new Big Twelve kind of stinks. No, I don't. Think, I don't think that's the case. I think that there is massive value in Oklahoma and Texas over the next couple of years.
1: Yeah, Fox understands they why it was it. important that USC and UCLA went to the Big Ten, mm-hmm. and Fox understands why it's not good for them that Oklahoma and Texas are going to the SEC. Does that? And it, it's
0: funny. Cha ching, I mean, I'm, cha ching. I'm, I'm not questioning the hilarity of that 405, but I just don't think that's in play. Uh, Thamel, Pete Thamel, continued, the timeline in play, the 2024 season, leaves some ambiguity and small potential for a Hail Mary revival. But the strong expectation remains that Oklahoma and Texas will play in a 14-team Big 12 in 23 and 24. Quote, there's no formal timeline or brink from which you can't come back, an industry source told Thamel, but this is where things are right now. Thamel continued, ever since OU and Texas agreed to join the SEC in the summer of 21, there has been a drumbeat of conversation surrounding whether they would be able to leave the Big 12 early. The schools are contractually committed to play through the 24 football season, covering four full seasons since the decision to switch conferences. In the recent history of conference realignment, that is unprecedented for a departing member. It was always unlikely they would leave before the final year of the deal, 24, as the dynamics of scheduling, the cost of departure, and the way the television contracts were structured made any type of move quicker, more clunky. But with ESPN holding the entire rights to the SEC, the possibility always loomed for brokering a deal a year early. Hmm. But now as we sit here today, I mean, it sounds to me like like Fox is the – wait a minute here. Let's see.
1: We're not good with that.
0: We're not good with any of this. So. And, and they pay a lot of money and paid a lot of money. To broadcast these Big Twelve games, uh, I, I would think, I would think that the Big Twelve would be incredibly in favor of wanting to get OU Texas out early. I really do
1: for you, a number of different reasons. Right, we touched on the financial side. Sure, they're taking a haircut to help these new members get a sizable grant of rights deal right when they come in. Right, mm-hmm. or grant of rights share when they come in. So that's that's number one. Number two is. You know, the path to the college football playoff without Oklahoma and Texas in the picture, it's easier. Yeah. It's easier to get there. And number three, I think, is just the building the future of the league portion of the conversation, right? You you expedite that process by getting Oklahoma and Texas on down the road. But, again, if, if Fox doesn't want this to happen and isn't satisfied with what's been laid out onto the table, like my mind went to this place, Plank. If I'm Oklahoma and Texas, if it was, say, the Big, 12, the Big 12 members that don't like the proposed offer, right, if that was the holdup, then if I'm Oklahoma and Texas, I'm leaking the deal. I'm leaking what the offer was. That way you get the, the, the ball rolling downhill on, ah man, this is a lot of cash that Kansas and Kansas State and all these members are giving up. But it doesn't sound like that's what's at play here. It sounds like it's just uh, the television side.
0: I I can't help but wonder too, Josh, you know, if if this is one of the big things that came out of these meetings, where does the Big 12's future stand with Gonzaga? Are they going to continue to pursue that avenue for a potential, you know, basketball powerhouse that's being built? I don't know. I think it's going to be it's going to be t- – they're not going to come in, obviously, as a – well, I don't think anyone cares about that right now. But I just think, in general, that was one of the many conversations that was supposed to be taking place. Yeah, we didn't get much on that. Not a thing. Yet, have we? I also – can I add one more thing before we grab our first break at the 10 o'clock hour and focus on a couple of other things here real quick? Again, if you're just tuning in, uh, Pete Thamel reporting, the Big 12, the – and notice the SEC isn't involved. But the Big 12, OU Texas – Fox and ESPN unable to come to an agreement on an early exit, so it looks like OU and Texas will play in the Big 12 and 24, and parts are 25 for the spring sports. Do do you now then, when you think about the 24 football schedule, is it another year without Kansas State or Baylor or Texas Tech on Oklahoma's schedule? I mean, do you just plug those four in and take four more out? I th- I think you would, yeah. Would you? Uh, here is another thing. I I would think if OU's in the Big Twelve and twenty four, I think Oklahoma State wouldn't want to come here to Norman. That's uh, probably yeah. That's not going to happen. I would I would think we're seeing the last bedlam, regardless in for a while water. this year. Yeah, no doubt. And I think that even if TV networks threw a fit, which I don't know if they would, we'll see by that point. But it. it it would be very interesting to see how that would play out. I know. We just got the 23 schedule, Plank. Why don't or, you chill out?
1: Or you're going back to Stillwater the following season. Right.
0: They're just, oh, sorry with the way this
1: played out. Sorry, guys. You're going back to Stillwater for another year. Yeah. Uh, prepare yourself for that. Because the, the, the TV partners are going to say, yeah, you're playing Bedlam. All right. And Oklahoma State's saying, yeah, we'll play Bedlam, but we're not playing it in Norman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Definite possibility. All right. Quick break. When
1: we come back, the the texts are really
0: good. We'll get to them. But there's a few other topics we need to tidy up. We're going to talk some baseball coming up to kick off the 11 o'clock hour and much more on a busy Friday. It's Friday on The Ref. I I have a confession to make here real quick before we get back into the conference talk. I kind of dug all the Pro Bowl stuff last night. I thought it was pretty cool. Did you get to watch much of it? Even the
1: freaking dodgeball deal that ran into the start of the Iowa-Maryland women's basketball game. (laughs) Freaking idiots. Unbelievable! Did they push back the start time? They moved or? it to ESPN News. Did they really? It was terrible. Top ten well, showdown.
0: I uh I had a laugh because it was literally on every channel. It was on Fox. It was on ESPN. It was on. I'm not not Fox. Excuse me. NFL Network. It was on ESPN. I'm like I can't get away from
1: this, and I'm like I can't stop watching it. Now, granted, it, it chopped off like the first ninety seconds of the game, but still. Oh. It's just like you're gonna put this on national television, and then, well, the massive. Deal. <laughs> Wait a minute, let's finish dodgeball. We got a
0: bunch of football players playing dodgeball. That's running a little bit long, so y'all, we're gonna sit here and pretend like we really care about women's sports and equal rights, and we're gonna put 800 oh. shows on about Title IX. But when it comes time to actually air the game where it's supposed to be aired, y'all are getting bumped to ESPN News for dodgeball.
1: Yeah. How could they not have gotten that thing finished beforehand? I I don't know. What was going on? Okay,
0: okay, so and then one other sidebar. I I think ESPN's trying to do too much around the senior bowl. Let I mean I appreciate like hearing from the coaches and and hearing from the players and the analysts, but the, the senior and the senior bowl is under attack, right? Let's face it. The, the 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 NFL Players Association is doing its thing. The Shrine Bowl is going on at the same time. I mean, there's
1: – You're saying it's lost a little bit of its spotlight.
0: Yeah, and I know Jim Nagy would never say anything. I'm watching he's on the NFL Network right now. But I know through several parties that they're very upset about the timing of some things. And look, Josh, you've had you had like 15 guys drop out of the Senior Bowl – and then you have a bunch of guys, and this isn't anything too new, that like practiced once and then they're like, peace out, we'll see you. Like, whoa, you're done? So, but with that said, it's, it's like it's the ultimate job interview for these young men. And you've got Quinn Kucinich or whatever his name is It's sticking a microphone in a dude's face after a rep. It's like, just let them do their thing. Let it be quiet. I don't need analysis on everything. Uh, this morning, Daniel Jeremiah updated some guys from the Senior Bowl that had caught his eye. A couple of Big 12 guys' names pop on there. Um,
1: How many names are, are listed?
0: He's got about, what, six or seven here that Just have caught his eye? Re- read
1: them all off. I'm curious oh, okay, what he's okay. got.
0: Uh, Julius Prince from Kansas State. Yep, former Iowa player. 6'3", 202, love his size. 6'3", uh, 202 is massive size for a cornerback. He actually has him as his top-rated cornerback. Which means that Julius Brent could go in the first round. Yeah, he he's skyrocketed up some boards. Uh Sidney Brown, the safety out of Illinois. My my favorite quarterback, not named CJ Stroud or Bryce Young. Jake Hayner is on this list.
1: Former or future, excuse me, not former,
0: future raider. I feel like he's got Raider written all over him, man. I re- if if I'm running if I- Dave Ziegler, listen to me. Listen to me. Sit down with Derek Carr. Get a two-year deal. Let's renegotiate this. We can make this work. Fire Josh McDaniels. <laughs> draft um. who's the kid out of Arkansas. Trade down. Get the middle linebacker, Drew Sanders. Trade down. Get a few oh, picks. Drew, get Sanders. Drew Sanders. Right? And then in a the second round with your first pick, go get Jay Kaner. And we're set for a while. But no, 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 no. We're gonna get involved in this stupid Aaron Rodgers conversation. Then we'll resign Jared Stidham, and try to be competitive. And Brr! so Jay Kaner is on this list. Uh, Dayan Hinley. I was not real familiar with him. Um, play uh, has a chance to be a day two pick. Linebacker out of Washington State. Here's Kay. the other the Big Twelve guy. Will McDonald. Will McDonald is projected by. The NFL Network, Daniel Jeremiah, to be a first-round pick, says he reminds him a lot of Harold Landry, only better. Will McDonald was the guy that played a little bit more inside. They're pushing him to the edge, and I guess he's having really, really good workouts. Uh, John Michael Schmitz, center out of Minnesota. Yeah. Ty J. Spears, I was watching yesterday afternoon, and Ty J. Spears was crushing it. A
1: uh, kid from Tulane? Yep. Yeah. He had that little move where he – Dipped and ducked out. And there was nobody on the edge either. It's like, what are we what
0: are we doing? Well, it's,
1: it's one-on-one. You know? right, it's like there's right. probably a linebacker. In, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, a oh you're game. talking
0: with the one-on-one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, in, in like team sessions, too, he popped one to the outside oh, as really? well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he Keon, looks like a good player, though. I think he's got a chance to go relatively early for a running back. Keon White, an edge rusher out of Georgia Tech, uh, has moved into the first round. Josh Wiley, the tight end out of Cincinnati. And here is the name. That I was listening to. Oh gosh, that uh, Simmons stuff. The Ringer. I was listening to the Ringer fantasy football podcast and Ben um, Benjamin Solik. Is that how you say it? Solik? Solik Solik. Big OU softball fan, by the way.
1: Really? Yeah, big smart OU. guy.
0: I know he. We talked about coming on, but it's been too crazy for him down in Mobile. But uh, he was talking about this guy yesterday, Michael Wilson, a wide receiver out of Stanford. Here's the problem. He got hurt during his entire collegiate career. so Couldn't stay healthy, huh? Could not stay healthy. But he might not hear his name called until day three, but many think Michael Wilson is one of those early risers. So there's,
1: there's a couple of names to keep an eye on. <laughs> How's, the, uh, How's the Raiders offensive line situation looking? Terrible. How, could they use a center? Ask me how the Raiders' roster is looking. Terrible. <laughs> How's that Raiders' roster looking? Terrible. Could they use a center? They could. Yeah. Probably they're not going to go that direction because it's. Maybe. They got a lot of picks. They got nine picks right now. I'm just thinking the kid from Minnesota, you know, Creed Humphrey's been awesome in Kansas City. Mm hmm. Lindenbaum's been really good for Baltimore. There's some teams that have drafted these centers in the first round, you know, late first round, and it's. Well, and Kansas City was what, early second? Yeah, early second
0: for Creed. Raider talk real quick. I think they've got their center on the roster. I think it's the guy they drafted last year. I think Daniel Parham, the kid out of Memphis, is their center, now that you mention it. Uh, Andre James has been the guy that they've played a lot, but he wasn't drafted by this crew and didn't have a great season. So they basically need a starting right tackle, right guard, and left guard. Because I think now that you mentioned Aparim's is going to be the center and they've invested quite a bit in Colton Miller at left tackle. who's okay last year. It's Stuck draft up. season. Um, okay, so if, as far as the Oklahoma guys, what have we heard? Not much. You know, Eric Gray broke a run the other day looked good. Braden Willis has been Braden Willis. Jalen Redman has had some flashes. Wanya Morris has had some flashes. But it's kind of been a little bit, bit low-key on that front, which is surprising because I feel like every time I look up, I see an Oklahoma guy that's making a play, so I'm kind of shocked that I haven't heard a little bit more about those guys right now at the Senior Bowl, and the game will be this weekend, but as we've learned many, many times, Josh, the game is somewhat irrelevant yeah whenever it's, it comes it's all to about this. the workouts huh meanwhile, uh, the other thing that that we discovered yesterday since we're kind of on the NFL in the draft before we get to college basketball is <laughs> Jerry Jones just wants you to be happy, cowboy fans. And his way of basically laying out why you should be happy is to point out that even though they haven't been to the Super Bowl in a while, the Niners haven't won one either. Did you catch this? Listen, listen to Jerry Jones on trying to deal with fan frustrations.
2: Dwell on the fact that you have Dak. I like that. Dwell on the fact that you have Dak. Seriously. Focus on that.
0: By the way, and and jump in there seven seconds in. For those of you who have – I feel bad for TJ because I know he's kind of anti dak If you've constructed like a deal or something to get rid of Dak Prescott, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. It's not happening.
2: Not happening. Focus on a Dak being better. He's right. He will be better at turnovers. Uh, Focus on that and focus on a coach that's come in here and in three years – And what we're trying to do has had the results that we've had. I understand why when you look back and say, well, San Francisco and Cowboys haven't been to a Super Bowl in 25 years, okay? And haven't won a Super Bowl in 25 years. Mm -hmm. I understand that. San Francisco's in the same boat. Uh, But my point is, that has not been the same for 25 years. There's been many different things done over 25 years the same way there would have been had you changed out general managers or the same way that you do if you changed out owners.
1: So, in other words,
0: Jerry Jones says,
1: it's brighter in the tunnel right now (laughs) than it's been in some time. Thank you. In other words, hey,
0: listen, San Francisco may have gone to a Super Bowl, but did they win it? No. Uh, And an update on Patrick Mahomes' ankle. So far, so good.
1: I don't think I had any step backwards or anything like that. I know, like, re-aggravation of the ankle, just a little bit of pain I had playing with it. But other than that, I feel like I'm in a good spot.
0: That's good news. Good news. I, I got a Super Bowl prediction to make right now. I honestly think you guys are going to kick the snot out of Philadelphia. I don't. I think it's going to really? be a classic Super Bowl. I hope you're right. But I just – I get this sense that Philly's kind of been living a charmed life. Last, You know, you go back the last five weeks of the season – but again, I'm like you said, this could change. we got a seven we got like eight nine days before the Super Bowl. So. It really,
1: you could say this so many times, but it's it's gonna boil down to what does Kansas City do versus Hurts and Sanders in the run game. Exactly. And, and if they're good there, Kansas City will win the Super Bowl. If they're not, we'll probably not. Philadelphia is gonna win.
0: <laughs> yeah, if they're not, it's gonna end up being Philadelphia winning the Super Bowl. But for right now, I'm I'm with you. It's I'm all in on Kansas City rolling. So, there you go. Oh, I'm trying not to be a homer. There's the Derek Carr stuff from last night. I haven't brought it up too terribly much, but uh, Derek Carr asked about his, his next step.
3: No trade calls, you know, and there's a date that certain money's guaranteed or I'm a free agent. So, I'll just be honest about the whole thing. Like, you know, there has been conversations with, you know, uh, you know, Dave and my, my agent and me, and we'll figure that out. Uh, but for me, it's I'm just being patient, you know. Uh, I'm going to do what's best for myself. I'm going to do what's best for my family. And don't care about what the optics are or anything like that. I can pick this or do that. I can do it. It's kind of fun to be able to do whatever you want for once, you know. Yeah, uh, and so uh, I'm just going to be patient and not trying to hurt anybody, not trying to get by on anything. I'm just going to do the right thing for me and my family at the end of the day. I can tell
0: Derek Carr read some of the tea leaves because the Albert Breer report was that Derek Carr wanted to be traded rather than cut because of the optics of it <laughs> to which and it Albert Breer is like, that's just my opinion it's just my opinion it's my, it's my opinion. Why would he care about that? He doesn't that's the point. It's just they're trying to find something clickish I guess to throw out there. The Raiders don't look like they'll be one of the quarterbacks available when they pick at seven, so It's going to be, they've already missed on Brady, who's retiring. I just can't see Aaron Rodgers ending up in Vegas. And I I know that a conversation about Derek Carr within the Raider fan base, Josh, is like talking politics with your family member. It's like this incredible push. It's like back and forth. It's like, gosh, I don't want to fight with you over Hunter Biden anymore, mom. Can we just move on? (laughs) Who cares? The dude farted on it. Who cares? But, no, in all seriousness, that's the kind of fights that you have with with, with with Derek Carr amongst Raider fans. But Jimmy Garoppolo is not like this massive upgrade from Derek Carr. I mean, I think we all can agree on that. So, we'll see what they do. I think Derek Carr's got a chance to land in Carolina, and I think he might be pretty good there. I think Derek Carr's got a chance to land. I don't think Indy is, is necessarily a spot right now because I do think they're kind of tired of the...
1: Fan base got to be, right? Yeah,
0: you know, of, of the veterans coming in. But Indy... New Orleans, Tampa, I think they'd be great fits for him.
1: It kind of – I mean, we say they're tired, but ultimately it's – if Ursay says, you know what, kind of like a guy that's uh, quarterbacked a little bit. Uh,
0: And I feel like we haven't really given you, like I said, much on any of the OU guys, so I will share this. Um, Eric Edelman had his most recent mock draft that he threw up, as we circle back to draft before we take a break. And um, he doesn't have our boy sneaking in the first round in Anton Harrison. So, we'll see exactly how things play out for Anton going forward. All right. That catch us up on everything else. We're caught up, baby. There was a little fight in the NBA last night between Donovan Mitchell and... Um, oh, gosh. Why did I just blank on the, the Memphis Grizzlies guy's name? But a little back and forth on that last night. Um, LeBron James inches closer towards Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time scoring record. Oh, Brooks. Dylan Brooks. Thank you. And... When we come back, let's dive into what's been our top story of the day. The text line's been on fire for it. According to reports all around college sports this morning, the talks for OU and Texas to join the SEC in 2025 have stalled. What went wrong? We'll dive into it next right here on The Ref. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show on The Ref. I owe a few readers here. Let's get caught up on some things. Hour two, as always, is brought to you by the good folks at Allison Insurance, allisoninsurance.com, health insurance, life insurance, and Medicare supplements, Bob and Robert Allison. They can find the needs to best fit your office for insurance or your personal preferences, uh, 405-745-2968. Are you good?
1: We're good. Oh, that was quick. Man, I'm – Oh yeah, no, no big deal. Are you guys back on the uh, high schools kick tonight? We are. Good yes. for you. A little Norman North Moore basketball double dip for me. So it's uh, been kind of a frustrating weather week, obviously for everybody. But it meant, uh, I, you know, I was supposed to have a broadcast on Monday, supposed to have a broadcast on Tuesday, supposed to have a broadcast on Wednesday. No, no, no. But we're back tonight, baby. Um, do you think that it would
0: confuse things if I played what we had talked about with Brett McMurphy? just and again I want to play one clip. This goes back to schedule release day was Tuesday. Uh-huh. So this goes back to Wednesday's show. And we talked to Brett McMurphy and we we'd asked him about, hey, what's and you know, what's going on here because it seems like all the momentum was pushing towards OU and Texas to the SEC by 2024. Now, this was pre Pete Dambles' report today, which, again, many others have backed up. But now, all of a sudden, you know, it seemed as if everything had started to shift and change a little bit, right? And, and you all noticed it on the text line, and we, we talked about it on the phones, and we've been trying to get guests on to talk about it. But this was what Brett McMurphy had to say whenever I asked, hey, is, uh, what did ha- what's going on here? How did this go from feeling imminent – to looking like it's not going to happen
3: well i mean what i initially reported was that there was growing sentiment and that there was momentum for this to happen Mm -hmm. that has not changed and i also reported that you know you've got five parties you've got ou texas the big 12 fox and espn all have to be quote made whole that hasn't changed um everyone wants it to happen but can everyone, you know, you've got five different parties, and they all feel like they have to, quote, be made whole. What, you know, if, if we're in on the negotiations, we may think, well, okay, Oklahoma and Texas are made whole. Um, so is the Big 12. Uh, Fox is okay. Uh, ESPN's not. Where Fox may think, well, hey, ESPN's fine. What about us? Or the Big 12 may say, hey, look, you know, we're taking a dip here. We need more right. from OU and Texas. Oh, you in Texas may think, Hey, we're giving you everything we've got. You need to go talk to ESPN. So that hasn't changed. I, I don't, you know, I guess if you read it that i that I was saying that it's likely, I necessarily wasn't saying it was likely. I was just saying that everybody wants it to happen if they can all come to an agreement. I still believe that it just shows, you know, that was back in December. Here we are at the end of, end of January. Um, you know they've got to make a decision at some point. I don't right. think this can go on for for a couple more months. They've got to finally make a decision and end all be all. Look, they're staying or they're going to get out. Uh, so we're getting close to that deadline. Do people, you know, kind of bend a little bit more if you get closer to that deadline? I think I think that's something we'll find out in the in the coming uh, coming weeks or months.
0: And and, and I guess yeah. I, and, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that you said it was imminent because no, you fine. said yeah. momentum was towards it. But I guess you hit something that we've talked about a lot. And obviously, you know, Gabe and I covering Oklahoma as closely as we do and just seeing this um, from from this kind of unique perspective and, right, the Big 12 side and the SEC side and obviously the OU and Texas side, there's a lot of different road bumps, right? There's a lot of different hurdles. You've mentioned five different entities in this. And, you know, it only takes one to say, hey, we don't feel real good about this to – basically be probably in the same exact situation in a year from now where we're wondering okay well is Oklahoma going to play Cincinnati at home or Are they going to go to UCF because that's the
3: reality of where we are in this whole saga right now right yeah you're right and like you know look i mean it's a, it's so different from just you know a negotiation between a, a team and a conference or for a, right. a player and a team or something where just you have two people and they hammer it out and both sides give it a little bit. Are you good with it? Yeah, I'm good with it. Okay, let's go. Well, that's like, you know, it's the, the Spider-Man image of everyone pointing at each other. That's kind of how, how you're at now. And, you know, it, it's kind of like you move, you move one piece of the puzzle and then it changes something else. So if you're going to take away money from OU or Texas or from ESPN, then how does that, does that impact the Big 12? Does that impact Fox? It's not simply one, one group does this, one group does that. One, you know, Five individual silos, it's kind of all intertwined with each other, and that's what makes it so difficult. I think that's why it's gone on for so long. But, yeah, it's, at some point you've got you've to decide, okay, look, we have, we've tried this. Uh, we can't come to an agreement, and we're just going to, you know, like, like Josie and, and Crystal Conti has said, we're prepared to stay in the Big 12 for the 2024 season, but you give them true serum, and they all won out. With this being the final year, again, if all five parties are, are feel like they're they're made whole. There you go. And ultimately, it boils down to
1: either Oklahoma or Texas doesn't want to pay the full exit fee, right?
0: Potentially, right? Um, nor do they have to. That's the the one thing that that we've learned. And and again, that's where this clarification comes. If OU and Texas just wait till twenty twenty five, there is no exit fee. There is no fee. They're gone.
1: Yeah, they they would have honored their obligation to the grant of rights. It's the
0: Jake Jake Gillenhall gift that I see all the time where he's just turning and he's waving goodbye. <laughs> yes. They kind of do they they can kind of do a certain form of the Irish goodbye, if you will. Or back into my day, Josh, it was called the plank. Where all of a sudden you look around, it's like, where's Plank? It's like, oh, he's gone.
1: <laughs> oh, out. He He's he out.
0: He's not going to talk to anyone anymore. He's socialed out.
1: It's it's kind of crazy the way that at least this is now trending that maybe they're going to stay for, throughout the duration of the grant of rights. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that OU and Texas did the Big 12 a favor, but it's it's almost kind of worked out okay for these remaining Big 12 members that – they got advance notice that OU and Texas weren't going to be a part of the next grant of rights. It expedited that sort of negotiation process. And oh, by the way, it, uh, it got the rest of these big 12 members, these presidents, these chancellors got them, uh, to the point to where they said, you know what, these ads, we, we, we got to add some schools. We got to go be aggressive. And they did. Yeah. But again, don't, uh, don't get that twisted for Oklahoma and Texas went out here and did a bunch of favors. They didn't, but it's ultimately kind of going to work out okay, can we say, for the remaining Big 12 members?
0: Yeah, I think so. Now, it's going to work out okay knowing that OU and Texas aren't going to be a part of it, right? Because the way that it would have worked out okay was if, you know. Well, they would have,
1: you know, made $75 million, right? Sure. Uh, per school payout. But I, uh, Something like that.
0: Again, it's just, it's kind of a, it's a very interesting news day, and here, here we were, Couple of days ago, just you know, feeling like it was trending in this direction, and lo and behold, that's what happens. Okay, quick break. The I rate eight just hit the inbox. I like it. Print the T shirts. So, what do we have? Um, Casey Bryan. I think we're making money here. Okay. Um, the I rate eight for the remaining Big Twelve.
1: Weaponizing incompetence.
0: Weaponize incompetence. And what was Sean's this morning? About Payne County?
1: (laughs) Payne County parasites. The Payne County. Parasites of Payne County. The
0: Parasites of Payne County. And bleep the clock. Bleep the clock, man. Bleep your broadcast clock. With Andy
1: Reid's silhouette.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, let's get through the Air Comfort Solutions text line thoroughly when we come back, right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref. Oh, I forgot what we've got to deal with on Monday, and I'm excited for you, but Super Bowl opening night, Josh, oh, gosh, they're showing highlights of the McCourty brothers whenever they were in the Super Bowl. It's just, well, at least Deion Sanders isn't doing all the interviews anymore. I guess that's a positive, right? Super Bowl week, bro. You got to be pretty fired up. It's here. Starting on Sunday, it's, <laughs> it's here on this Friday. It's here, starting eventually. Tuesdays. It's like that Penn State graphic.
1: No, now that we're through this week, I mean, it's basically it's, it's here, man. Yeah, it's time for the Super Bowl. Uh, there's a couple
0: good things off the air. Comfort Solutions text line before. Uh, gosh, we got a very Reggie. Will going to join us at the top of next hour? We got the top five stories of the day, our weekend picks, preview of the the basketball games. But let's let's hit some of your thoughts. on The big news of the day, where according to reports from Pete Thamel. An issue, a stalemate between the negotiations between the Big 12, OU, Texas, ESPN, and Fox to get the Sooners and Longhorns out of the Big 12 early into the SEC. So as we sit here on this third day of February, it looks like OU and Texas will indeed be in the Big 12 again in 24. From the 405, what doesn't make sense to me is how Texas didn't have to cancel the Alabama home-and-home, but OU did have to cancel Georgia in Texas, or Georgia, and Texas reaps the revenue, but OU threw it away. Networks threw it away. Um, yeah, that sucks because we would have had a Georgia game this year, and then a Georgia game next year. Right now, I know some of you.
1: No, the uh, the return date was 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 later. Yeah. Okay, I apologize. That, and that's why it's that's why it got ripped up is because Thank the you. return date was so much later. Thank you. Whereas the Alabama-Texas series was back-to-back. Back-to-back, okay. That makes a little bit more sense.
0: I am once again asking for your clarification on things. Santa John writes, oh, it's going to be good. Force the Pokes, a return visit to Owen Field. I don't know about that one. I'm with you. I just don't know if that's going to end up being reality.
1: That's why I said earlier this morning, go ahead and prepare yourself for Stillwater Part Two, 2024.
0: Eric in the OC writes: The worst part about staying in the Big 12 through 24 is how we continue to get absolutely hosed by referees in every sink, uh, every freaking sport. That holding, I'm sorry, I still cannot believe that non uh, that holding call is true. I cannot believe that that stat is true. Sugar Shane in Newcastle writes: Is it true that Oklahoma and Texas will be listed as independent in 2024? No. That is funny, though. OU and Texas will be independent entities in the twenty fourth season. Uh, the two one four. It makes no sense for the rest of the Big Twelve schools to want OU and Texas to stay another year. They don't want them to take their playoff spot. This is all on Fox. Well, if you are to believe what Pete Thamel is reporting, Josh, that's what I took away from this.
1: No doubt. Yeah, it's it's absolutely Fox is the holdup.
0: Sources said the sides couldn't agree on how to create equitable value for the fo- uh, for what Fox would lose in 24, the equivalent of seven football games featuring Oklahoma and Texas that command premium advertising. According to this report, the negotiations heated up over the past few days with the Big 12 meetings last uh, late this week doubling as an unofficial deadline to get the deal done.
1: Isn't it weird, though, that there just really wasn't seemingly, maybe just because we weren't in the trenches of it, but – it just didn't seem like there was this much going on with A and M in Missouri when they left, right? Yeah, Colorado, Nebraska, it was like, okay, whatever, see you later.
0: Yeah, no, it, there wasn't. It was and and with Texas A and M, you know, it was it wasn't quite as significant of a buyout then as it is now, was my understanding. Right. Well, and, but but the the TV networks, there wasn't as much of a pushback, nah. and, and plus you you had an incompetent commissioner at the time too, which probably didn't help things either. Um, Zach, Zach, off the air. Comfort Solutions text line. Are we still going to get an 11 a.m. kickoff for OU Texas once more in the SEC? That's still a window. That's still a, and and by the way, a lot of those 11 a.m. kicks have come on ABC. So yeah, and and I would also say, this is just my opinion. I think everyone's okay on the administrative and and coaching and players' side with it being an 11 a.m. cake, And then the 580 Nate writes, Rest in peace, Leaping Lenny Poffo, a.k.a. the Genius. When I say rest in peace, Lenny Poffo, does it do anything for you, Josh? Do you even know who we're talking about? Absolutely not. That would be the Macho Man Randy, Randy Savage's real-life brother. And also... A great wrestler who used to throw frisbees into the crowd. Gimmick never really it never really stuck, but the genius was amazing. All right, Reggie Willets joins us next.